0: Welcome back inside the lab, everybody. That is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you for joining us for Tuesday's episode. We got a lot to talk about, so let's get right to it.
1: You're locked on fantasy hockey. Your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: You heard the music, and you know what time it is. It's time for your source for fantasy hockey news. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Steel and Flip, big-time Tuesday edition. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. We got all kinds of new sponsors. (laughs) We got a new little top five for today's episode. We want to talk about the sneaky good fantasy seasons. I was looking at a couple of guys who are going to finish the year in the top 20 in scoring that I don't think anyone's talking about. So we want to talk about those under the radar guys everyone out there just so you know and are listening you know steel and i got you covered for the playoffs so keep it tap monday through friday we are here all throughout the playoffs until the stanley cup gets lifted and even throughout the the off season so i needed to get that out there as well steel but yeah we're gonna do the sneaky good ads we're gonna take a look at some bets tuesday's jam-packed 11 game board i'm fired up for that another big week on tap for the bet steel but we got a little bit of injury news now things are getting interesting so close to the postseason for these teams that have legitimate shots at taking a run at that cup so we want to talk about kareel kaprizov off the jump he's skating again i need your takes on all of this mini wild news and we're going to talk about what's going on with matt murray and the goaltending situation in toronto because of course toronto hockey has its issues with the <laughs> goaltending steal. but let's go fire it up for tuesday's episode Gabriel Kaprizov skating for the first time since March the 8th, lower body injury. We know what's going on there, but he's progressing and they're going to make a decision this week. Head coach Dean Evason says he might be traveling with the team come end of the week. Hit me with your take on what's happening
1: with Kaprizov and the wild. I think that's absolutely great news to hear. You get him back on the ice, practicing with the team, get his feet moving a little bit, shake off a little bit of rust that he's missed uh, dealing with this injury that happened a while ago against the Winnipeg jets. but. The, the Minnesota wild have played great without him. I'm not saying that they don't need him because they obviously do heading into the postseason, It's a different type of atmosphere in the playoffs, but the, the Minnesota wild are eight, two and two without Kirill Kaprizov this mm. season. And that's an absolutely fantastic record and shows a lot of their characteristics as a team and their defensive abilities. Their The, the gold differential is plus nine without Kaprizov as well. So they're, they're playing great defense and they're getting a ton of offense, from guys that have stepped up, like Matt Boldy having a couple of hat-tricks yeah, in, huge. in a span of five games. Joel Eriksson has uh, has really stepped up. Ryan Hartman uh, in the absence of Kirill Kaprizov. And one guy that it really has hurt is Matt Zuccarello. I don't think Zuccarello has been mm, as dominant mm. as he has been that we've seen uh, when he is playing with Kirill Kaprizov. So once Kaprizov is back, I think that will give a lot of confidence to The rest of his teammates, especially Zuccarello, but they've done well without him, but they're going to need him for the playoffs. So it's great to hear that he's back on the ice skating and, you know, maybe he gets in for the last couple of games. I think they, they have six games remaining on the schedule. So maybe he plays the last two games of the, of the season Mm. and gets him a little bit ready heading into the playoffs
0: that's where i actually want to head with my question for you on the wild in one second but i also just need to say this because i think this is critical for this team they've really positioned themselves nicely here over the last six weeks to leapfrogging the Avs and the stars because i think this team's success is closely tied to its ability to maintain home ice they've been one of the more stingy tough against teams to play at home over the last number of seasons and in my opinion just when i think you know, fortresses of barns to go into and play that are tough minis right there at the top of tough buildings to play in. You know, yeah. that crowd's going to be rocking for home ice advantage. So I think it's critical that they, you know, only a one point lead on both of those clubs. So I think their success this season or this postseason ties very closely to their ability to maintain home ice. But let me hit you with this question before we move on to the Leafs. Is if Kirill Kaprizov isn't able to get any games under his belt, are you before coming back for the postseason? Because I think it's clear he will be back for the postseason at the very latest. Are you concerned about his ability to immediately have an impact or is he just that good now that he's going to step right back in and regardless of having any previous run, get it done?
1: No, I'm not worried whatsoever because we know what he's capable of. There was the same question over Kirill Kaprizov when he came into the NHL and was Mm -hmm. making his debut with the Minnesota wild as well. And look what he did then. He puts up, a crazy amount of what do you have? Ninety-seven points last season. Over a hundred points last season. I don't know the actual number. One hundred and eight uh, points. Still, he had one hundred and eight points last season when people didn't even think he was going to get. He was going to be a superstar in this league. So I'm not worried whatsoever. Uh, look again, the Minnesota Wild are playing great hockey without him. They would love to have him mm-hmm. back in the lineup. If he's not ready to go until the playoffs, I don't think that hurts their chances as well because. Look at how okay. they're playing without him. They, they're going to be a ton better. And, and I think it goes along to what you said as well and playing for home ice advantage. I think that's what's hurt them in the past couple of years is always mm, finishing mm. third in the central division or finishing okay. in a wild card spot, not having that home ice advantage because they can play with some of the best. I I've been saying this for a long time. They might, you know, they might be, they might be being outworked in a game against the Vegas Golden Knights or the Colorado Avalanche, but they, know how to stay in games, keep it a one-goal game, work, battle, and somehow get a get a win at the end of the game. So I, okay. I think the Minnesota Wilds have really high chances moving forward.
0: Utmost confidence from my man, Steele. I didn't <laughs> expect anything less when it comes to talking about that Minnesota Wild team, but they've earned it over the last couple of weeks. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But you got to keep your eye on Kaprizov because if you are one of these – GM's that is has stashed him to the end of the season because your your league goes all the way to the final game it might burn you if they don't play him because they're playing real safe but we'll keep our eye on that situation steel let's take a look at this developing one with Matt Murray and the Toronto Maple Leafs in my opinion and we'll start there if that's okay Samsonov, this was his crease and I know I think you maybe were a little bit more up in the air I don't know where you are let you explain in a sec to me, Samsonov's been clearing away the better goalie. I understand some of the calls for Matt Murray because of his postseason experience. To me, it's got to be Samsonov, and now I think it clearly is. But perhaps more intriguing, steel is what do the Toronto Maple Leafs do now? Because you're going to have guys who have played very little in Joseph Wall and Eric Schalgren, no postseason experience whatsoever. And if something goes haywire, now all of a sudden this really good season that the Leafs have put together that security blanket of a two-time Cup winner as your backup might be gone because that play did not look good on Matt Murray.
1: Yeah, and and that's the scary thing, you know, having Matt Murray as your potential number one starting goaltender. We saw how it affected the Ottawa Senators over the years as well. And Mm. I think you were right. There was no question at this point that the crease is Ilya Samsonov's, but having that Mm. backup in Matt Mm -hmm. Murray, a guy who has been there and has that experience, has won the Stanley Cup's, Kind of is out the window now. Now you gotta go and look at, like you said, is it Joseph Wall or Eric Shalgren? Who do we go with if Matt Murray's yeah. not able to get there? Mm-hmm. I think he will be. Uh it did look pretty scary, okay. like you mentioned. He's a big guy. He got pretty six much five. slew yeah, six five. He pretty much got slew footed, uh, you know, cow tipped. Uh, mm. accidental play from from Lucas yes. Raymond, obviously. It Lucas, wasn't, not it, Mason
0: Raymond. Lucas not Raymond. Mason
1: Raymond, but <laughs> look. Things happen, scary plays like this happen, and he mm-hmm. did go down hard. So hopefully he, he doesn't have a concussion. You know, there's no whiplash effect or anything, but yeah. Sam Sonov is the guy, and hopefully we can, the Leafs can depend on Sam Sonov moving forward into the first round.
0: Matt Murray, 14, 8, and 2 this year with a 301 goals against, 903 save percentage. Started the year very, very sharp, and those numbers were yeah. much, much better overall. And you were starting to think maybe it would actually be Murray. And Samsonov really just became the more consistent goalie. Murray's been banged up a little bit. This is a very volatile situation for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Andre Vasilevsky is taking notes because last year, this Toronto team pushed Tampa Bay to the brink. It was a coin flip situation there in game seven, and the Leafs could have easily taken that series. And Andre Vasilevsky's taking notes, trust me. So this Tampa Bay Lightning-Toronto Maple Leaf series is going to be spicy. We're going to tee up every single playoff series, X-Factors, under-the-radar guys, guys that might help you win your playoff pool. We're going to get all to that next week in the lead-up to the playoffs. But we got to get to some of these sneaky good fantasy seasons. And after the next break, we're going to get to big-time bets. But speaking of which, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. The GameTime app is our new favorite app to go out there and buy tickets for any events that you might be stressed out trying to buy tickets for. It is easy and it takes the stress away. GameTime is fast and it helps you buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theater events near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and get hyped for the fun that you will have at your next event. What are some of the things that we love the most about game time? Flash deals, last minute ticket sales, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in our areas. Images of the seats we're going to buy and the lowest price guarantee. That's almost my favorite steal. And it's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can get the images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. None of that stressful nonsense with Game Time. Snag your tickets with no stress with the Game Time app. Download it today, create an account, and use Locked On NHL for a 20 off percent sorry twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nhl for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed
1: Absolutely love game time. Just used this a couple weeks ago to go to uh, a Vancouver Canucks Dallas Stars game. Got incredible seats for cheap. Was a wonderful time. Vancouver Canucks actually won that game, which was pretty impressive to see as well. Turning the table in the second half of the season. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget we are free and available on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube. So hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Flip and I appreciate all the love and all the support our listeners show us every single day. Flip, mm-hmm. let's get to this top five list. Sneaky, yeah. sneaky, gr- mm-hmm. good seasons for a lot of players out there. And if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just throw it over to you because I want to hear sure. who you want to start off with, who you really uh, were impressed with this NHL season
0: there were a lot of guys that I think could make this list steal because that's what we do on this show. We try and bring some love to those guys that don't really necessarily always get it. And so there's a couple of guys on this list that I'm going to keep my explanation short other than the statistics because I think you and I both know that I've talked a lot about guys like number five, Alex Tuck. Just another really good season from a guy that I think doesn't get nearly enough love steal. And I know he gets the Numbers, and i think he's really just starting to get there he's been banged up a little bit this year too and yeah. he still has 35 goals 37 assists 193 shots eight game winning goals he brings a little value with 44 block shots he's a very disciplined player and his plus minus always solid if you have a a categorical league. Alex Tuck. When I'm talking about sneaky good seasons, and I think even more so Steele because of how good Skinner, Tage Thompson, Rasmus Dahlin, some yeah. good stories here with Dylan, with Levi, and some of these prospects they're having. No one really talking about Tuck this year, and maybe it's because he's Mister Solid and Reliable now in
1: most fantasy circles. But I'm talking about sneaky, sneaky good still with Alex Tuck. Very sneaky. Good. He's on my list as well. And I'll talk about him later in the episode. I have a few honorable mentions before I get to number five. on Me too. Honorable mention, Gustav Forsling. uh, Really impressed with this season. 39 points plus 21 on the season as well. Peripheral stats off the charts. I think what we've seen uh, that Florida has been able to do with Mackenzie Wieger and now Brandon Montour. I think Forsling is that next guy that really steps out. Uh, in the next season or so. And I, re- I was really impressed. He's having a career year as well. Two more guys, Barrett Hayton of the Arizona Coyotes, 41 points. Very surprising what, what he's been able to produce offensively Good after you know, a very abysmal uh, season last year. Same goes for Morgan Frost, 42 points. We were going to talk about him yesterday uh, for waiver wire targets, but mentioning him today, Morgan Frost, 42 points, two young guys that have really stepped up this season as well. But number five, uh, I got to show some love to the LA Kings and, and a veteran on their team. Drew Dowdy, 48 nice. points in 76 games. Peripheral stats. have been up this season as well. 138 mm. shots, mm. 101 blocks, 109 hits. He's actually top 20 in fantasy points amongst defensemen in the NHL. So it's great to see him being healthy and successful. And, you know, we talk a lot about Alex Ovechkin and his durability in the game. Dowdy has mm-hmm. been very durable player over his career as well. Besides last year where he missed a very good portion of the season due to a a season ending wrist surgery that he had to go on. He's Mm -hmm. been a very reliable fantasy defenseman for, for many, many years. He's back fully healthy. Now he's, you know, he he's, he's a veteran. He has the experience. He's turning 34 at the end of the year, but he looks good. The LA Kings look good. I'm fairly impressed with what I've seen from both Dowdy and the LA Kings this season. And it looks like they have a bright future ahead. And Dowdy is going to be a part of that for a couple more seasons as well.
0: I think there's actually a lot of guys on the LA Kings that could fit into this sneaky. good a fantasy lot of that season, yeah. <laughs> And I'm actually going to talk about one in my number four slot, but my honorable mentions were to a defenseman in Brandon Montour, who we've talked yeah. about before that sneaky good out of nowhere. Yeah. Maybe some more dedicated fantasy heads were expecting a good season from him, but not this good and not filling out all these peripheral categories. So shout out to Montour and Jamie Ben. And I think you predicted a bounce back year for Jamie Ben and I understand this is a bigger name. So pe- people have probably recognized the resurgence of yeah. Jamie Benn. So he doesn't get on this list, but because of how many people counted him out and me being one of those also Steele this year, in addition to his 72 points, the man's got 180 shots, 91 hits, 40 block shots and 30 penalty minutes. So if you drafted Jamie Ben and I'm sure it was in the late rounds, You're probably in very good position. Speaking of which, shout out to all the listeners over the last week who have been in the DMs, who have been in the comments on YouTube, hitting us with these thank yous because we've helped you get to first in your league. Much love for listening and congrats on your finishes. That's what we try and do on this show, Steele. But at number four, before I throw it back to you, Adrian Kemp, a perennial third scorer in this league and I know he doesn't fill out the categories as much as others but at 36 goals and at only 26 years old he is one of my sneaky good fantasy guys this year and I know I have to like pump my own tires with this one. <laughs> But he is also ranked, he's having the 48th best fantasy season ahead of guys like Jeff Skinner, Brock Nelson, and otherwise. So Adrian Kempe for me, because he's got that West Coast team, maybe doesn't get nearly enough love. And I had to have one LA King on here because I know you did too.
1: (laughs) I knew you were going to have Adrian Kempe or Victor Arvidsson, one of those two guys. But there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of LA Kings players that could have been on this sneaky Mm -hmm. good top five list. I know you absolutely love this player. Travis Konecny from the Philadelphia Flyers 56 points Good in one. 54 games on the verge of a 30 goal season before he gets injured the first time it would you know he still could do it cuz he's back now so could be the uh the first time in his career he puts up 30 plus goals in a season he's absolutely great for fa- for uh fantasy banger leagues as well 73 mm. penalty minutes mm. on the season 177 shots the other peripherals are down because he's been injured he's only played 54 games this season but if he was able to stay fully healthy for the Philadelphia Flyers, to me, there's no question they would at least be in the race uh, for a playoff spot. Because without Travis Konechny, the Flyers yeah. went 7-10-5 this season, and they're only Yeesh. 13 points back of a, of a wild card spot right now. If they win a couple more, uh, more of those games, they're 500 in that 22-game span without Konechny or above 500 record in that span without Konechny, then they're potentially in the race. And again, if he stays healthy, I think we see Connectney put up 80 plus points on the season because he was a point per game player. And again, the Flyers would have been, would have been in a playoff spot. So I got to mention him because he's been very underrated for the Flyers.
0: Definitely. And just a guy who really, for me, passes the eye test. I love the way he plays with yep. Edge. He's a very underrated skater, underrated shot, A lot about what his game steal. I think you're going to see also a lot of respect put on this player's name. As the Philadelphia Flyers come back to respect themselves, they will have some love for Travis Konechny down there in Philly, and it will resonate throughout the league because he's just that good. Love, Love that you have some attention to that player because he was very close to making my list. But... My three guys, steal that I have in the top three, and we'll get there in a sec, I think you're really going to like and probably guess at least one or two of them.
1: Yeah, I think you actually might be surprised with, well, you already know one of them. I've got Alex Tuck still i got to talk about, but you might be surprised. That might be surprised with at least one of these next players, but we're going to get to that very, very soon. The top three sneaky good players to have a fantastic NHL season in fantasy leagues. As well, big time bets at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But we got to talk about our other sponsors that we love here. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious and healthy treat, then you need to try Built Bar right now. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise the taste, then man, oh man, do I have just the thing for you. It is Built Bar. that With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, the most delicious treat you will think. You think they won't, they're actually not good for you, but they're the perfect snack before or after the gym. And what makes Bilt Bar so good? They are covered in 100% real chocolate. The most delicious Mm. thing to start the day, honestly. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And now you don't even have to wait to order a box from built.com. you still can but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Just walk to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of built Bars, a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. Get some built Bars and definitely thank me later. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget... Hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate all the love, all the support you show us every single day. Let's get back to the this top five list of sneaky good players mm. that have kind of flown under the radar, should, go, should move up draft boards uh, in next season's fantasy hockey draft. Yeah. I'll start off with my number three player, uh, a guy that I've frequently talked about, haven't talked about recently though, and I got to show mm. some love to the Seattle Kraken, Jared McCann. 35 mm. goal season, 60 points, new career high for Jared McCann. He's 27 years old. Again, he this is a he's played for a lot of teams, but he's now playing for a new franchise in Seattle. The team looks solid. They're now competitive after year 2. They're going to be in the playoffs for the first time in franchise, you know, first time in 2 years, which is outstanding. Uh and, and the peripheral stats for Jared McCann, they're average 181 shots, third between 30 and 60 hits and blocks, but this is Jared McCann playing 16 minutes on average this season, and I again I've said this time and time again, they need to play McCann more and more because if he's putting up 35 goals and 60 points, uh, the season's not even done yet, and he's only playing he's only averaging 16 minutes this season. Imagine if he's averaging 18 and a half, 19 minutes next year or the year after that, alongside playing with some of these other guys, Baneers, Vince Dunn, who's really stepped up. I think the sky—the sky is the, the limit for a guy like Jared McCann, who can really put the puck, uh, put the puck in the back of the net.
0: He can, and I think to me, Steele, it might be just an indication of a player just who gets a little bit streaky at times, and maybe that's just the coaching staff having to rein him in. But I'm with you. Let your best shooter shoot and let your best players play. So maybe it needs to be a balance of teaching him, coaching him up a bit, and giving him a bit more run out. I had a feeling you were going to have him on there, (laughs) and you know I got to have my boy Carter Verhege at three. And I think that he's starting to garner a bit more respect, so maybe it was a bold pick because he's now done this back-to-back years in terms of, no, not 40 goals. But Carter Verhege has been just one of the more consistent shooters on that Florida Panthers team who have rotated out some good players in Giroux, Kachuk, and others. 40 goals this year for Carter Verhage, 70 points, 263 shots on net. And how about chipping in a little bit with 44 penalty minutes as well, Steele? 30 block shots. He is going to be a name now that fantasy cats recognize, maybe not the general public so much. And that's why he's for sure sneaky good in terms of the fantasy realm right now. But I think maybe that's now busted with how good he's been. And when you come out and score four goal games, like he did over the weekend, those don't happen very often. You're going to start getting people to pay attention to your name. But to me, Carter Verhage well-deserved on this list and just getting better at only 27 years old.
1: Yeah, I think th- I think he should be on the list, but we just talked about him so recently. I didn't want yep. to throw him on yep. the top That's why right. we're keeping that one look, short. I'm not, I'm not mad about Carter Hagee. He should be on the list because he's been a star uh for the Florida Panthers. So he's been fantastic. Number two on my list, though, is uh is Jack Eichel. And I feel as if people really need to be reminded okay. uh, of Eichel's okay. talent and that he is a star in the NHL because I don't think a lot of people okay. Have been talking about him enough. 62 points in 63 games this season. 212 shots, 52 blocks, 53 hits, a plus 23 as well. Uh, and again, I, I I understand the reasoning of why he kind of slid down draft boards or wasn't drafted as high as ex, or as I expected uh, because of the injury. And he's dealt with the injuries this year. He's missed 15 games already. Um, That's just it. But look at what the Vegas Golden Knights have been through as well this season. They've been they've mm-hmm. dealt with a ton of injuries and still continue to deal with a ton of injuries. Eichel has missed 15 plus games. Petrangelo has missed time. Theodore has missed time. Stone has missed half Mm. the season. They've dealt with goalie injuries and yet they're still at the top of their division in the in the uh, Pacific division. So they've dealt with all these injuries. Plus at the same time, Eichel leads the team in points and he's played 15 less games. So I understand uh, with all the injury concern, again, (laughs) he's been injured this season, but People Mm -hmm. need to be reminded of his talent and that he's still a star in the NHL. I understand, but got to show respect to Eichel. Who's again, kind of leading this Vegas golden Knights uh, in the division.
0: Everything you said about him leading the golden Knights and stepping up and the injuries are all on point for me. I just, I don't know. There just seems to be so many more guys. And again, the injuries play a factor. There's just a lot more guys for me that have produced more fantasy wise this year that deserve to be on this list. But The fact that all of those key players on that roster have gone down, including himself, and he's been able to maintain that point lead and keep that team right there at the top of the division, deserves credit, so I'm not going to hate on you. But when I look at the list and there's guys like even, you know, the guys that we've mentioned, but the last two that I have, and at number two, John Tavares is having more productive a year than guys named Timo Meyer, Artemi Panarin, Rupe Hintz, and no one's talking about johnny t seriously maybe it's because he plays in toronto and no one loves the toronto maple leafs and it's hate 33 goals 43 assists 106 hits sorry 106 yeah 106 hits and also steal what's most impressive with me with this this player seven game-winning goals 34 penalty minutes and he wins his draws, which I know isn't a fantasy stat. He's winning his face-off; it's almost sixty percent this year. He has just been so good. And when I bring up that list of the bet, you know, most fantasy points this year, he is right there in the mix with Tim Stutzler, Alex Ovechkin, and Steven Stamkos. And no one's talking about him, so I just needed to show some love to a guy who's also been doing this basically
1: every year of his career since entering the league. It, it, look, if one of us didn't have a Toronto Maple Leaf on this list, then something is wrong uh, mm. with both of us. But no, I, I'm glad John Tavares is on the list. He should be on the list. Well, you got it number one. I've I've look. You mentioned it before. You started off with him. I've got Alex Tuck, and you. I, I'm not going to okay. I'm not going to get in in a lot of detail because you've already explained it very perfectly well. But mm-hmm. uh, you know. Before this season, he's been a consistent 35, 40-point player every single year and then just absolutely explodes for 72 points in 67 games. So the fact that he has 70-plus points, he's missed a significant amount of time for an injury this season as well, but still producing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, the peripheral stats are great with a guy like Tuck, and you mentioned it. You've got two young stars that he gets to play with in Thompson and Darlene for many, many years. There's many other notable pieces that we could talk about mm-hmm. that are yep. on the rise for the, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, in the next few seasons as well. So there's a bright future moving ahead, and Alex Tuck is a sure. part of that. And he is, again, right right there with Darlene and Tage Thompson, blossomed into a star in the NHL. And that's why mm-hmm. he's at number one for me, because he just absolutely exploded and uh, has been overlooked because of Daleen and Thompson a little bit. And I think
0: when I started to think about – I think when I started to think, wow, that was bad. Sorry, guys. (laughs) When I was taking a look at some options for this list today and what started my thought process down this road of sneaky good, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having a career season steal, (laughs) and I really feel that no one's talking about it. He's at eighth. He's sitting at eighth in NHL scoring. And when you look up that list again, and I love this, shout out fantasydata.com. great tool on the most fantasy points, best fantasy seasons so far. Smack right in between a 40-plus goal scorer in Braden Point at 14. Yeah. And an 85-plus point man in Sidney Crosby at 16 is Ryan Nugent Hopkins having the 15th best fantasy season. And I don't think, Steele, anybody is talking about it aside from dedicated guys in Edmonton because of what's going on with uh McDavid and Seidel and even Stuart Skinner, rookie of the month, by the way, Stuart Skinner. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, under the radar, sneaky good fantasy seasons. He's number one on my list.
1: I I I understand where you're coming from, but it's kind of hard to be sneaky. It's hard to be sneaky good when you put up 96 points in a season. Like that's not. He's never done it. I know he's never done it, but it's not. I don't know if it's a little. It might be. He never even
0: cracked 70 points before. I don't know. And wait, who did you just have on your list before Tuck? Because I wasn't here for that. Don't need to go
1: back on that. Let's get over to big time bets. Let's get over to big time bets. (laughs) Where the money is made. That was the top five sneaky good players of the 2022-23 season in fantasy. Make sure you lock them in and keep an eye for next year's fantasy draft. But Big time bets. Let's wrap this show up with some money here. I'll just rattle off all three picks for Tuesday night. Flames on the puck line against the Chicago Blackhawks. It's it's a very easy matchup. There's a lot like on the line for them. They're 2 points back of the Winnipeg Jets. They should go yeah. out there and absolutely dominate. Flames Agreed. on the puck line. Again, I'm going back to what I did a few weeks ago, Oilers on okay. the money line against the LA Kings. There's a lot on the mm. line for both of these teams as well. I think it's yeah. going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a statement game for the Oilers once again. I'm taking the Oilers on the money line and once again, okay. there's a lot on the line for both of these teams. I'm going to take the Nashville Predators on the money line Whoa. at home against the Vegas Golden Knights. It's just a gut feeling. They've got a lot of a lot on the line as well, and they need okay. these two points as they have, I believe, still two games in hand on the Flames and the Jets. So there's some big games with these three matchups here.
0: I think you are right. Two games in hand on the Flames. Yeah. One game in hand on the Flames. And one now as well on the Jets deal down to one, only one, but that might change obviously every single night we Mm -hmm. record early. Don't stick to us on those nitty gritty details. I'm here for these picks deal. The only one I'd be a bit wary about is Vegas is seven, three, and oh, in their last 10 against Nashville. Yeah. But Nashville's got to get desperate and you're playing a gut pick. So I'm not going to hate not even one bit. Let me throw out the Detroit Red Wings going into the Montreal Canadiens. The Mm -hmm. Detroit Red Wings have beat some pretty good teams over the last couple of games. And they are 7-2-1 in their last 10 against Montreal. You're getting a very good odd at minus 115 for a Detroit team who is looking very confident now that they're basically completely out of it. Not mathematically, but they ain't making the playoffs this year. They're giving Alex Nedeljkovic a little bit of run because Huso's been up and down. And I don't hate that angle because Nedeljkovic has been written off, and now he's getting a little shot. I think it might be Huso in the cage, but I just like that angle of the goalies at the end of the year playing for next season Mm -hmm. because they're playing well. And Caden Primo is going to be in the cage, it looks like, for Montreal. Only two starts this year for the young goalie. I think he gets filled in a little bit by the Detroit Red Wings. Minus 115 on the money line for my first pick. Second pick, steal, The Seattle-Vancouver matchup. They have played three games this season and produced... 27 goals with <laughs> all 3 going over the total. Let's not reinvent the wheel. Seattle at Vancouver. Give me the over. This is a huge spoiler game for the Vancouver Canucks who have played well against the Kraken this year. Let me pull that up very quickly because I was going to sprinkle heavy heavy on the Kraken, but wait, let me see this. Let me just hold the phone. Look, I would I, phone. that was going to be a
1: part of my parlay as well. 6
0: six one and oh six wins mm-hmm. out of seven meetings between vancouver and seattle but the last one six one seattle so take that for what you will <laughs> i really love the over stick with that and make some money lock of the night i think the florida panthers end the buffalo sabers season tonight i said i wasn't buying into the sabers not yet i said florida was gonna leapfrog pittsburgh I'm sticking to my guns on both case. Florida and Pittsburgh are battling it out. One point difference each night. Florida slipping in and out of that spot. Give me the Florida Panthers at home on the money line. Just very quickly still. You know, I got one more number for you. Florida has points in seven of their last 10 against the Sabres. So give me the Panthers on the money line
1: at home. I like all of those picks, especially the over in that Canucks Kraken game. Definitely going to parlay some of those together. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. For your second listen, though, check out Game to Game every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On hosts can deliver. Thank you so much again for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.